Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of the Matt Luna Fishing Podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, one thing I'd like to do is grow this podcast. One way I think we could do it is by having you take a picture and posting it on your social media platform, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Tag me in that post and I will share it myself on my Instagram story. I really want the podcast to grow and I think this would be a fun way to share that my podcast is out there and that you guys are listening. So if you do that, thank you very much and here's today's episode. How's it going everybody? In this video, we're gonna talk about football jigs. These are two football jigs that I make myself and I catch fish on them and I wanna share a little bit about how I fish the jig to hopefully help you catch more fish. So stay tuned to this video for more info on how to catch fish throwing football jigs. So one of the first things that we're gonna talk about when it comes to football jigs is the weight. I pretty much throw a half ounce jig most of the time. Now obviously there's jigs, you know, various sizes, uh, various colors, various head styles. In this video we're gonna talk about the football jig. We're gonna talk about how I fish it and the size that I use most of the time is a half ounce. I can throw a half ounce up shallow. I can throw a half ounce out deep. But if I end up finding a bite up shallow, I'm gonna downsize that, that weight to probably a 3 8 ounce. And if I find a bite down deep, then I'll probably increase it up to you know that 3 quarter ounce jig. One of the other important factors when it comes to jig fishing is the color that you decide to pick. Now there's colors of jigs that range from brown and black and blue and just straight black and green pumpkin and purples and all kinds of different colors. I like to keep it pretty simple and I go with basically four colors. I use a green pumpkin purple, a brown purple, a brown and black, and a black and blue. Those cover pretty much anything that I want to do and I'm going to use a couple different trailers with them as well. So one of the main reasons why I keep it so simple when it comes to my jig colors is because all those colors I just mentioned are all super versatile. They're gonna work in clear water, they're gonna work in stained water, and they're also gonna work in dirty water. That black and blue is gonna real, work real good in dirty water. And then all the other three, that green pumpkin purple, the brown and purple, the brown and black, those are all gonna work great in your stained and your clear water scenarios. So pretty much with those four colors, I can keep it very basic, very consistent, and fish all the different water qualities that I need to. I just think that those give me you know, quantity and variation that I can play with, but I think pretty much you can get bit on just about any of those colors and just about any water clarity. You know, I would definitely stick with that black and blue in the uh, dirty water, and then those other three are gonna work great in stained or clear water. One of the things that I think is really important when it comes to fishing a jig, whether it's the football jig or something else, is the type of trailer that you pick. I think the trailer is one of the most important factors in your jig and I think it you basically got to think about it in a couple different ways is how much action do I want that jig to have because you can do something like a double tail grub and you're gonna get a lot of action those those tails are gonna really twirl in the water and then you can use something else like a beaver style trailer where you're gonna have less action out of that bait it's gonna be a much more subtle presentation and sometimes those different things are gonna key fish better in different situations and I think that fish that are much more active you know a lot of your smallmouth and your spotted bass are gonna really like that double tail grub and some of your largemouth or fish that are less active are gonna be more apt to go for that beaver style trailer that doesn't have quite as much action so when it comes to trailers, my go-to 
for active fish is going to be the double tail grub and green pumpkin just like the one i'm holding up right here that trailer is great in a lot of different scenarios i use that trailer on fish up at shasta i've used that trailer on fish out at um, lake havasu and lake mead and it just flat out gets bit on the jig colors that i mentioned i've, I've even heard gerald swindle do um topics on jigs where he throws the green pumpkin trailer on a black and blue jig or you know a black and blue trailer on a green pumpkin or a brown jig so i i think that the main thing to consider is what type of action is that trailer gonna put out for you and is it matching what the fish are doing if they're active you're going to want a more active trailer if they're less active you're going to want a less active trailer if you've been watching a lot of my videos you'll definitely you know see a trend here and that's simple is i like to keep things simple i have a few colors of jigs that i have confidence in i have a couple different trailers that i like to mix between and i think that keeps me consistent i think it keeps me from having to go are they going to eat this are they going to eat that maybe i need to try this maybe i need to try that and in that regard it gives me more time to fish when it counts and i'm not worried about changing baits or changing colors because i think that the colors aren't as important as you know matching those shades so maybe they want that green shade or maybe they want that brown shade or maybe they need that black and blue because of the watercolor or maybe they want that you know active trailer versus the more subtle trailer i think those are the main takeaways that we need to consider and not so much that oh maybe they weren't eating the double tail so i need a single tail or i need you know the beaver or maybe it's the big beaver tail trailers instead or i just think we need to get basically match what the fish are doing whether they're active or not and then matching our equipment to those fish. So when it comes to jig fishing, my rod and reel setup is a 7.65 medium heavy extra fast Powell flipping stick. I cast a jig with this rod. I'll pitch a jig with this rod. I think that this rod is great for jig fishing. Um, it's seven foot six, medium heavy, extra fast action. The line rating is 12 to 25 pound test and the weight rating is a quarter to an ounce and a half. I got it paired with a 200 E7 Shimano Corrado. I love this rod and reel combo. I've caught a ton of fish on it. Um, this rod is the Powell Max rod. They also have, um, I use a Powell Max 3D as well. I'll alternate between the two. They're the exact same rod, just you know, different models or different series of Powell rods. They both get the job done, just like any of the other Powell rods that are on the market right now. You pair one, a jig up with something similar to the one I just read off to you and the Powell lineup, whether it's an Endurance or an Inferno, it's gonna get the job done. Now, I'm not gonna sit here in line and say that there's not other rods out on the market that are gonna catch fish, because they will. The main takeaway that I wanna give you guys today in this video is what types of rods you're gonna to wanna to fish a jig on because I guarantee you um, the rod that Sixth Sense has that's gonna be a jig rod is gonna catch fish just like I can catch fish on this Powell. There's other rod brands out there as well that are gonna help you catch fish as well. This is just one that I've grown to really, really like for jig fishing so I wanna share that with you. And I think that the main takeaway is that you just want a good stout rod to really drive that hook into the fish when you get bit and you want that extra length to get good casting and this rod is super sensitive so I feel all those real subtle bites that you can get on a jig and then there's times where you just don't feel a bite and you just feel that heaviness and you know that that fish is there or maybe you just feel that mushy heaviness and then you just feel it swim off or that head shake or something like that and then boom you set the hook and you get that fish into the boat and you got yourself a good solid jig fish because usually those jig fish are pretty good quality. Now when it comes to the action of the rod that you choose 
when throwing a jig, I'd really recommend going with that extra fast action. That extra fast action is gonna be right up here in the tip of your rod. It's gonna give you that tight bend right up here at the top of the rod, and that's what you wanna look for because that's gonna mean there's a lot of backbone in this rod. That hook set's gonna, that when you set the hook, it's gonna drive that hook into the fish's mouth. You're gonna get good quality hook sets. You're gonna lose less fish on the jig because when you get bit on a jig, that's when you really wanna rear back and really set the hook on these fish because that's the key is to catching these fish is getting that good hook set in there so that way you can get them all the way back into the boat. Now when I'm fishing a jig, you see a lot of guys and they're out there and they got the rod tip real high up. You got the rod tip going straight up in the air. And that's something I do not like to do because I feel like I lose a lot of time once I get bit to getting that hook set. So what I like to do is I like to keep that, that rod, you know, waist high or down towards the water, but still keeping tension on that jig. So that way it's semi slack line, but it's still, the jig's still sitting there on the bottom or I just have that little bit of tightness so that way if I feel that bite when the jig's just sitting there, you know, I can still set the hook and I like it at that lower angle because I can really just set the hook really, really fast. I don't miss as many fish as when I have the rod tip up high and I get bit because then I gotta reel up all that slack and then set the hook. But when I have that rod tip a little bit lower but still dragging that jig to really feel it coming across the bottom and I get bit, I can set that hook right away and I miss less fish and I think that that's a really big factor and something that I've learned over time that I really like to do when I fish a jig. And when I'm fishing a jig, another thing that's really important is you wanna fish this thing slow. You wanna feel every single rock that you're going over, and that's generally how you're gonna to wanna to fish a jig. Now I know there's times where you can stroke the jig where you're gonna pop it up off the bottom and it's gonna fall back down, you're gonna pop it back up and it's gonna fall back down. But typically when I'm fishing a jig, I'm fishing it real slow. I'm fishing it over every single rock, letting it sit on top of those rocks, letting it fall down the other rock, and then it's the same thing, repeat. It's almost like you're counting rocks, so it's like, okay, there's one rock, there's a second rock, there's a third rock, and then boom, you're gonna get bit that's when you're going to get bit is when you feel this thing inside those rocks or inside that nasty cover that's when you're going to get bit so being in tune with this jig at the right moments is key because you don't want to just be dragging it along and and then get bit and you're not paying attention you miss that fish if you're working hard to get bit and you're fishing something like a jig you don't want to miss those bites because a lot of times those jig fish are going to be good fish so you're gonna to wanna to really be in tune, fish this thing slow, feel all those branches or feel all those rocks and be ready for that bite to happen so that way when you get bit, you can really set the hook real fast, real hard, drive that hook into the fish's mouth and get that fish to the boat, to the shore, wherever you're fishing. Now when it comes to football jigs or any jig for that matter, there's a lot of different skirt materials that you can choose from. My favorite is a round rubber material. It looks just like this. That's my favorite. That's what I have confidence on. You know, here's it in the brown and purple color. You know, it's just a round rubber material. I really think that this makes a difference, or at least I have confidence in that. And I think that that's something that you'll have to play around with and just find out what personal preference you have with jig fishing because there's, you know, there's silicone, there's the round rubber, there's a few different ones that you can choose from. Find what suits you well. I don't think overall it probably makes too much of a difference. I've just come to love the round rubber and that's what I typically am throwing. So I want to give you guys a good look at what a, you know, your typical football head jig shape looks like. And it's going to look just like this right here. It's just a round football shape to it. But this next one I want to show you is a little bit different and it kind of combines the football head with the Ned rig and a shaky head all in one. And I really want you to focus on that, on the head of this jig and the shape of the, of the head on this thing. It's got that flat side right there and that really lets that bait stand up. 
I think that that's something really cool about this jig that I pour myself is that it has that flat side on it. I think it gives this football jig, football jig a really unique presence down there on the water. I've caught fish on these jigs. I think they do, do work and they do catch fish. Now, does it work hands down better than your traditional football jig? I can't say for certain, but I know that I've caught fish on both of these jigs. And this one's pretty cool on how it blends in a couple different styles and different techniques that are already out there. And as I mentioned before, what I like to focus on when it comes to my jig fishing is looking for rock structure. Whether it's offshore rock piles or rock piles that you can see coming into the water, that's what I'm looking for. It doesn't matter if it's shallow rock or deep rock or mid-range rock, it's looking for the rock. And I think that that's key when you're fishing a jig. Now you can get bit in the grass, you can get bit in the brush on a jig as well. But for me, I get most of my consistent jig bites in the rocks. I think that's just where the crawdads like to live. And that's what you're mimicking with this jig is a crawdad. Those crawdads live in those rocks. They'll get up on top of those rocks at certain times of the year. And that's when this jig bite's really gonna turn on. And that's when you're gonna be, you know, wanting to throw this jig to catch some really good fish is when those crawdads start to come up on top of those rocks, out from the nooks and crannies of it. And that's where these jigs are gonna come in clutch and catch you a lot of fish and it's going to be on those rocks when those crawdads are exposing themselves making an easy meal for a hungry bass now when it comes to those crawdads getting up on top of those rocks and being an easy meal for a bass i want to plug my ebook that i wrote i wrote an ebook that anyone can get all you have to do is sign up for my email list the email list is in the description or the link to the email list is in the description of this video I really encourage you to sign up because you're gonna get that book it's about what bass eat what they're gonna be looking for at different times of the year whether it's shad bluegill or crawdads it's really an informative book I think it's gonna help you it's gonna give you some times of the year where the jig especially might come into play because they're gonna be you know focusing on eating those crawdads so sign up for my email list you'll get that book automatically sent to you once you sign up you get a welcome email with the link to that ebook download it and I hope you learn something from it and I hope it helps you catch more fish a jig is definitely one of the baits that I almost always have tied on when it's tournament time, when I'm practicing I got a jig on, during the tournament I have a jig on. The jig is just one of those techniques that can really help you catch quality fish. You know, my dad and I won a team tournament here in San Diego and the key fish was caught first thing in the morning on a football jig. It was a six pound largemouth caught up shallow in December and that fish right there gave us the shot to win the tournament and thankfully by the end of the day we ended up you know adding to that to that limit had enough to win that tournament but if it wasn't for that jig bite and that quality jig fish we would have had no shot at winning that tournament you can almost never go wrong with the jig now there's just times where the fish aren't going to bite a jig and you need to be throwing something else maybe they're really focusing on bluegill they're really focusing on the shad so you need to stick with some of those baits but definitely if you're going into a tournament and you're practicing and you're not exactly sure what those fish are eating you definitely need to give a jig a shot if you don't have a lot of confidence in the jig, it's just one of those techniques you've got to put time in. You need to get used to this. This is one of the techniques you need to be able to throw, just like finesse, finesse techniques, you know. You've got to be able to throw the jig. The jig is a very vital bait that you want to get to learn, that you want to get confidence in. And, you know, for me, when I was new to fishing, the jig was kind of an intimidating bait. So even though that jig was an intimidating bait when I was new to bass fishing, it's still a bait now that is one of my favorites. I had to put time into fishing this technique. You know, I didn't just all of a sudden decide that it was my favorite bait, but it was a bait that I knew that I wanted to learn how to throw. So I just started throwing it. I put more time in it. I threw it in different places other than just at home. I 
threw it out of town. And that's where I caught more fish on a jig is when I travel and go out of town, I'll get more bites on a jig. So even though the jig was intimidating for me at first, it has now become one of my favorites. It's a staple bait for me. I've caught a lot of key fish on this bait. The jig is just something that you need to put the time into. You have to commit to learning how to throw this bait. This is one that you can't just throw here and there and expect to get confidence. It's one of those baits that you're gonna have to put time into and gain that confidence. And I think if you put the effort into learning how to throw this bait, you're gonna be happy that you did and you're gonna have some quality fish to go along with learning how to fish this jig. I really appreciate your time. I hope you learned something. I hope this video provided you some value when it comes to throwing a football jig. Hopefully it gave you the information you needed or some confidence going into learning how to fish this technique if it's something that you're not used to fishing. Um, go out there, buy some jigs, get some confidence in it, go catch some fish. Hey everybody, I want to say thank you for listening to this episode of the Matt Luna Fishing Podcast. I want to let you know about my email list. If you want to sign up for my email list, you can sign up in the description of this episode. In my email list, I send out tips, updates on when new videos and podcasts are available. I'd love for you to be a part of it and allow me to create content for you outside of social media and this podcast. Sign up below in the description of this podcast. Thanks.